Welcome to Long Gone. I'm coming to you from the pod check outside beautiful Bay City, Michigan. My name is Randy, and with me is my Lou Whitaker to my Alan Tramwell. Tramwell? Yeah, I said that wrong, damn it. <laughs> my dad used to call Alan Trammell Alan Tramble. So, I mean, it's maybe it's me. Maybe no one can say his name correctly. I am Dennis, and I am part of this podcast. Thanks for joining us for this episode number two. Uh, we were hoping that we could intro the show by... Uh, Coming through, crumbing, crumbing, coming to you with a walk-off win against the Baltimore Orioles, but it wasn't to be. But you can't win every game. You can't, and we're not even winning at words right now. We no. don't even know how to speak. How are we even podcasters when we can't even use the English words that we were given at birth? Bunch of mush mouth gibbering shits. God. Go get them, tiger. Wow. We're all behind our baseball team. Go get them, Tiger. World Series bound and picking up steam. Go get them, Tiger. There'll be joy in Tiger Town. We'll sing you songs when the Bengals bring the pennant home where it belongs. We're all behind our How the hell are you, Randy? I'm doing better than fans of the Cubs and Nationals, whose entire teams were sold off basically today. Yeah. Right at dinner time, right at dinner or lunchtime, they were sitting down with a bratwurst or a a beef sandwich. Isn't that what they call the the sandwiches there in Chicago? They they get the beef sandwiches and they dip it in that, that liquid juice. Uh, well, the only liquid juice they're dipping those beef sandwiches now are bitter, bitter tears because, my God, that team is a skeleton. <laughs> Who's left? Jason uh, Hayward. Jason Hayward, because nobody will take on that, that contract yes, because that exactly. contract was an albatross the day one. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk long and hard about the trade deadline today, which saw such things as, you know, Javier Baez going to the Mets. and I think the, that's probably the biggest surprise out of all the trades to me. I thought he was staying in Chicago. I did, too. Uh, I Did you see the video of Chris Bryant getting traded to the Giants? It was making the rounds today on the Twitter. Yeah, he was, in the, he was in the dugout and he yeah. took a phone call, and then he got all misty-eyed with that. Was it David Ross? Yeah, it looked okay. like I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, that's who I thought it was, but I couldn't tell. The, the, he didn't show his face. But, uh, yeah, he got all misty-eyed. Uh, and that's rough, you know. That's that's the toughest thing. Like, we talk about how these are amazing trade deadlines, and there was so mm-hmm. much so much action, and it was amazing to see. But at the end of the day, these are human beings that have played in places that are for, you know, the last 10 years. Like, yeah. Bryant, Bryant was there for maybe eight, nine years, I think, nine, ten years. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo was there for pretty much his whole career. Yeah, Baez was too. I mean, Baez, yeah. He's they've never known anything other than Chicago Cub baseball. And uh in one day they were all gone. Yeah, and the Nationals, they fire sale. Here's Kyle Schwarber for you, Red Sox. Oh, Dodgers, you want some Max Scherzer? You want some <laughs> Trey Turner? When Trey Here Turner came out of nowhere. Like you, I, you get you get Max Scherzer, you think that's a good deal. We got Max Scherzer. Oh, you want Trey Turner too? All right, here, have him too. That's ridiculous. The Dodgers are ridiculous now. Are the Dodgers? Well, okay. So I will ask this question, but I have an answer, a rebuttal. Are okay. the Dodgers the new New York Yankees of baseball? Because they spend the money. They do spend the money. I don't think so. Not yet. And the reason why they're not the new New York, the new New York Yankees, is because they actually win World Championships. Oh. Oh. <laughs> My question is this. Why are okay. the Yankees? Why are the Yankees going after players? Their season's over with. Ah, uh, that's just what they do. I don't know. 
They're throwing money trying to solve a problem that's not going to be solved by new players. It's the general manager and it's the head, the manager. I was going to say head coach, but they're not head coaches in Major League Baseball. Aaron Boone is the problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing a lineup of Rizzo and Gallo and Stanton and Judge coming at you. Well, Stanton when he's healthy, which... I mean, it seems like a, a formidable, formidable lineup on yes. paper, but in but real that, life. And that's the thing. The last five, six, seven years of the of the Yankees' existence, they've always had formidable uh, lineups, uh, death row lineups. But they've mm-hmm. never – or murder row, not death row. That's rap. Murder row is the baseball term. Murder row uh, lineups that have never done or lived up to what the sports writers – have wrote them up to be because they can't stay healthy for some reason. Maybe they need a new trainer. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe you need some extra rubs or something. Maybe, maybe. they need to contact uh, A-Rod. Maybe he has some insights on how to keep the body healthy. For I season. don't know. Maybe you should watch Karate Kid and take it into account Ooh. Mr. Miyagi's wax on, wax off tactics. That'll <laughs> heal anyone. We're bringing in the Miyagi-Do uh, <laughs> training system. What does that mean? Well, we're going to rub you after we've slapped our hands really tight. I mean, really vigorously, though. It's just not. Yes. Yes. That's true. It it was vigorous. That is true. You got to give it some mustard, that that hand slap, and then real friction on that. I am talking about a rub right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) Now, go ahead. Do you think think Danny, (laughs) we're we're going off for a second. Okay. do you think after that happened, do you think Daniel LaRusso pulled Miyagi to your side and said, hey, could you maybe talk to Allie a little bit? And, uh, you know, maybe just, you know, give her a talking to you. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> Anyways, before we get oh. to the Major League Baseball trade deadline, the Tigers traded one player. We yes, were, they did. We, we were quiet on the uh, trade front. We did, we did uh, send... Daniel Norris to the Milwaukee Brewers. Now I love I, I'm a I'm actually a big fan of Danny uh, Norris. I don't know if I said that in the first episode or not, uh, but uh, I like Norris. I like the human being Norris, and I, I I like the pitcher Norris. I know that he didn't live up to the expectations that we had, but he came into the Tigers uh, farm or the Tigers system probably at the most inopportune time when we were rolling really really good, mm-hmm. and, and he was supposed to be the next. You know the next key to keep that that team moving, and he didn't live up to that. Unfortunately, he had uh, spells of uh, you know living up to it, but for the most part, he didn't. Yeah, we got Daniel Norris six trade deadlines ago via on trade this very day, right? Yeah, uh, Toronto trade with one Mister David Price going to the Blue Jays, and the Tigers got. Daniel Norris, Matthew Boyd, and Gyro Laborte. <laughs> I okay. I mean, all things considered, I think that's a win for the Tigers. I mean, yeah, Laborte was amazing. <laughs> I mean, they will whisper his name in hushed tones for decades to come. It would be interesting to see who is more valuable to their team, Price or Norris, over that span of time, because Price hasn't been killing it in any way. No, I think he was a rental for Toronto that year yes. and, and then he signed with the Red Sox and yeah. kind of pooped it and then got traded to the Dodgers where he also sat out last year and he's currently, well, he was in their bullpen. He might be starting now sometimes. He did start last night, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, he lost uh, five to nothing against, uh, I want to say the Giants. All right. Um, but he's a thief of uh, world championships. He uh, he hung on to the Red Sox. He hung, hung on with the Red Sox, grabbed a uh, World Series there. Then he got a World Series with the Dodgers last year. Yeah. So when you look, when you go to BaseballReference.com and you type in David Price, you'll see that he's a two-time World Champion. But that's a fucking scam. <laughs> You're a scoundrel, David Price. I don't care <laughs> you who knows are it. You're a liar, sir. Ah. Uh, uh, was a decent pitcher for the Tigers, if I remember right. Uh, Absolutely. Nothing not outstanding. Uh, we trade. You know, I thought we got. So we we traded uh, Drew Smiley for Price, right? Originally. Uh yeah, we did. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, we, we've we've had so many great talents come through Detroit, 
in the last 10 years. It's crazy. Well, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about past, not necessarily trade deadlines, but tradings overall that okay. the Tigers have had over the past 30 years. All right. Yeah, Hit me with, so my first, the first big trade that I remember, and I was, and I was a young boy when it happened, but it, it uh, since shivers down the spine of my father because he was such a big fan. Uh, and it's, it, it really um, put the Tigers in the position to win their, their world championship in 84 is when, when the Tigers traded Steve Kemp to the White Sox for Chet Lemon. Ooh. And, my, and my dad was irate. He <laughs> was irate about this. Um, but he grew to love Chet Lemon and his one-handed grabs. But uh, in this house, it was a Steve Kemp house for a long time. And then he was, boom, gone. And Steve Kemp, uh, he's, he uh, was recently in an interview that said, he said that he that was that hurt him the most in his baseball career, that he really wanted to stay a Detroit Tiger. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, the first trade that I remember that really stuck with me was when Matt Noakes was traded to the Yankees. Okay. I didn't realize he, he had been traded. I, I knew that he played for the Yankees. Who did we get for Matt Noakes? Uh, Clay Parker and Lance McCullers. Okay, Lance McCullers, McCullers was a decent relief pitcher. Yeah, Lance McCullers being the father of current Astro pitcher, Lance McCullers, believe it or not. Whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Is their name the same? It's the same person. He just. Oh, it's the same person. He yeah. somehow cloned himself and then also made him younger? Oh, that's ridiculous, Dennis. He... <laughs> Oh, at a very young age, he invented a time machine. We're trying to reach time the sci-fi space. sports fans too. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Lance McCullers. Yeah. That's a. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me think of a, a a trade myself now. Well, there's the the famous John Smoltz for Doyle Alexander trade that many Tiger fans can't you know get past. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, there's, uh, David Wells getting traded in 95. I love, I love me some David Wells. I did too. I, I went to Tiger stadium in 1994. They played the Brewers and I bought a baseball that was signed by the team, except, you know, the signatures were just stamped on or whatever. They all look the same. (laughs) Yeah. But I didn't care. (laughs) Oh, uh, I when I was younger, I used to send out baseball cards during spring training because I was told from Tough Stuff magazine mm-hmm. that that was the best time to send your baseball cards out to players. I sent out probably no less than three hundred. I don't know where I got the money for the stamps. I think I may have stole the stamps from my mom, and if she's <laughs> listening to this show, I I'm sorry, and I'm not going to pay you back because stamps have gone up in price a lot. But sure. Uh, I got one, two, actually, I got two cards back, two autographed cards. Okay. One Tiger, Mr. Lewis Whitaker, which is nice. so funny that you said I'm Lou Whitaker to your Alan Tram- Tramwell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one Robin Ventura, who would later get his ass kicked by Nolan Ryan. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. Those are two good gets. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm still have them? Um, you know, I do have the Lou Whitaker. I do not believe I have the, um, Robin Ventura anymore. Okay. That's fine. I mean, the Lou Whitaker, I would. Yeah. yeah I was, I was more, I was more interested in the Tigers when I was younger. Anyways, uh, I don't even know why I sent the Ventura card out. He must've been a rookie at that point though, too. I, I would have to look to see what year I sent them. That's interesting. Now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, so what are their big trades? Well, the one that really left me butthurt was when Cecil Fielder got traded to the Yankees. Okay, see, I didn't real, I didn't even realize he was traded to the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, for the now, who did we trade him for? Ruben Sierra and Matt Drews. Ooh, now I love me some Ruben Sierra though. Ruben Sierra is yeah, he was good. I did uh, not realize that they traded him for him. Yeah. I mean, for those that don't know, in 1990, Cecil Fielder became the first player to hit 50 home runs since 1977. And around these parts in mid-Michigan and all over the state, it was a big effing deal. I mean, back then, (laughs) 
back then, not all Tiger games were broadcast on TV. Right. And I, I remember watching a local station that had no affiliation with the Detroit Tigers or anything, but they ran a breaking news ticker along the bottom of the screen that Cecil Fielder hit home run number 50. It was that big of a deal. Now, let me ask you this question. How old were you at this time? 1990, I was uh, 9 or 10. 9 or 10. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I thought I'd been 14, 13 or 14. Um, my, I actually, I lived in a very strict house, and I had a bedtime of 9 o'clock, Randy. And Ooh. So I was in bed, and my mom knocked on the door, and she said, Dennis, Cecil Cooper just hit his 50th home run. <laughs> and I said, get out of here! I'm trying to sleep, Ma. No, she said Cecil Fielder's name as Cecil Cooper. I know. That's who unforgivable. Played for the Tigers, who played for the Tigers in like the 70s, but at the time he's a Milwaukee Brewer. And if you're going to come to me when you won't let me stay up and watch the Tigers game, coming to me with false information, Mom, I, I'll put you in a home. Yeah. All right. How about he also this? He won that same night. Yes, he did. How how about this for back-to-back years for trades? 1997, to the Diamondbacks went one Travis Fryman, who in my mind at that time was a lifelong Tiger. Like, I couldn't believe he would ever go anywhere else. Yeah, honestly, yeah. He uh, If anybody embodied the spirit of, like, an Alan Trammell player, I thought Travis Fryman was the next Alan Trammell. Uh-huh, 100%. In return, we got Gabe Alvarez. Joe Randa. <laughs> Joe Randa was a decent ball player. Let's not let's not slander Joe Randa. He had and, a hundred RBI season. And one more time, Matt Drews. Someone in the Tigers organization loved themselves some Matt Drews. <laughs> they just couldn't. They just couldn't quit Matt Drews. Yeah. The next year, 1998, Diamondbacks. We sent money and Luis Gonzalez <laughs> to, to the Diamondbacks. We we paid them to take this man who went on to be a five-time <laughs> all-star and hit 57 home runs in 2001. He, win, he hit the game-winning hit for the uh, World Series against the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. But Here's some money. This take was, this problem away. But this was also Luis Gonzalez, the steroid years. Let's be oh, honest. Well, absolutely. If you look at the back of his baseball card, you will see 57 home runs, and then uh-huh. there's, like, nothing that even <laughs> sniffs it. So. Right. <laughs> oh boy i remember that world series where the, he had the uh walk-off uh game winning world series winning um i think it was just a base hit i think it was a bloop it was a bloop single over uh Derek jeter which that's gold to me anyways because i know everyone <laughs> loves Derek jeter but i don't yeah same z's i mean he lived, he lived oh. in kalamazoo and he couldn't sign with the tigers yeah what's up with that fuck you jeter I still have a Derek Jeter rookie card. You should sell that. Probably. You could you could buy a pizza or two. I might be able to. <laughs> two thousand one, one of my favorite trades. We got Dimitri Young from for the from the Reds for Juan Incarnacion and Luis Pineda. Okay. I now, loved the meat hook. From where did we get him from? The Reds. The Reds. Now was it was it with the Reds that Encarnacion got hit in the face with the uh, foul ball, or was that with the Cardinals? I do not remember that. You don't remember that? He had like no. a career-altering injury. He was, I think it was Juan Encarnacion. Uh, he was in the uh, on deck circle, and someone hit a foul ball, and it hit him in the face, and he was out for quite a while. You might want to hit the Google the Google on that to see yeah. if I'm right or wrong. You I, might want to hit the. Was, Mute button on that TV, by the way. Oh, can you hear it? Yeah. Okay. I like that you uh, said it 19 minutes into the show. Well, it, I just <laughs> noticed it. So. <laughs> um, I was. It was just the Tigers, so that's fine. That's it goes fine. With, it goes with the show. Yeah. Um, it, who needs a music bed? We got Mickey York talking. In the background. Mickey York, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so that was 19. That was 2001. 2001. Okay. All right. Go on. Um, 2002, three-way trade, A's and Yankees. We traded Jeff Weaver, the old dream weaver. I legitimately remember that night. I was at the uh, Boulevard in Midland, Michigan, Ooh. enjoying some beer skis. 
And my friend Kyle came up to me and he said, and he was sad about it, like way sadder than you should be about Jeff <laughs> Weaver leaving the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. He said, he said, uh, they traded, they, they traded Weaver. And I was like, oh, wow, really? Did we get anybody of uh, interest? And who did we get? Carlos Pena, Jeremy Bonnerman, and Franklin Herman. Classic trade. Part of Absolutely. One, one of the uh, the main points of the greatest baseball movie of all time, Moneyball. Moneyball! With, with Brad Pitt. I, yeah. I watch that movie at least once a month. <laughs> it's a great movie. It really it is. It is a great movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got Bondi in, in that deal. Uh, Weaver was a good pitcher. He was he was he was a serviceable pitcher. Uh, any other team, he would have been a number five, maybe a long reliever. His brother, uh, Jared, Jared was a much better pitcher, um, but had his his uh, career. One of his defining moments in his career was against the Tigers when Carlos Pena or Carlos Guillen hit a walk, uh, a home run and kind of stared him down. And then he then he hit. I can't remember the next player, but he he hit the next player and got thrown out. And he was mad. And it's a great moment. Maybe I'll insert that audio right here. And 12 straight retired by Weaver. High drive, deep right field, way back to the track, to the wall. It's gone. He saw it right away, and he got out there and had a very lengthy conversation with Jared Weaver. And after that conversation, he determined, I need to warn both of these teams right now. Here is Alex Avila. Oh, he's going to be thrown out of the game. Weaver thrown out his hand. He didn't care. Oh, look at Weaver wanting to take on the dugout now. He is coming unraveling. Well, you can't throw somebody's head. Weaver walking right off the mound. He knew that was coming, but come on now. Weaver is hot. Well, he's upset about Carlos Guillen watching the home run. That's what he's upset about. Yeah, that was great. Is that the same game game that uh, Kyle Farnsworth gave somebody a spine a spine buster? Oh, I don't know. Oh I man, there there was uh, there was a big there was some game where the bench bench is cleared and Kyle Farnsworth straight up gave an Arn Anderson spine buster to a player. It was great. <laughs> now I'll have to, uh, uh, search that tonight. Yeah. It's good stuff. Farnsworth. <laughs> uh, okay. So now we're into 2000, what four? Let's go. 2003. 2003. Okay. That's From good. the Indians. We traded the old PTBN player to be named later okay. for one. AJ Hinch. Whoa! I did not know this. I did not either. When I was doing my research today, I was like, holy shit. I, I didn't did know he was a former Hinch Tiger. A tiger. Yeah. Now, did he ever play a game with the with the main team? That I don't know. Let's let's take a look. Google it! Google it! This is big news because now he joins the esteemed team of Jimmy Leland. And Brad Osmus as catch. I'm assuming he's a catcher. Yeah, yep. Uh, catchers that went on to manage the Detroit Tigers. He certainly played. He played 27 games. Holy cow. Three home You're runs. You're breaking news right now, Randy. I don't think I've seen anyone talk about this. I don't think so. Three home runs, 11 RBI, batted 203. Oh. His next year, 2004, he only played in four games. He was only 30 years of age, and that was it. That was it. He said, I'm done. Yep. He tapped out. I've reached the Mecca 
of Major League Baseball, the Detroit Tigers, and I am out of here. And that was 2003 that I retired? Uh, 2004 he retired. Well, he, he would have just retired. Held on. If he yeah. just have held on for two more years. I know. He would have been in the World Series with the Detroit Tigers. So sad. So sad. Well, would he have, though? Because we had, I don't know. We had Pudge Rodriguez. He might have been a little bit better than... The Pudgy one, one needs a backup, man. Yeah. The Pudgy one. Uh, you mentioned him earlier. This is also a defining trade, 2004, with the Mariners. We got Carlos Guillen. Okay, yeah. Traded sneaky power Ramon Santiago. Who would return to Detroit later on, I believe. And a minor league baseball player named Juan Gonzalez. No, not that one that I railed against last episode. <laughs> this this Juan Gonzalez provided much more for the Detroit Tigers system. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't a whiny bitch. No, he wasn't. 2005, another, I mean, cornerstone trade. Placido Polanco we got from the Phillies for Ugif One of my Urbina. favorite all-time Tigers, honestly. Yeah, mine too. I mean... He won a silver slugger and hit 341. He he was one of those players you always wanted to see up at the plate with runners yeah, on base. For sure. You were always comfortable with him because you knew that he would somehow get on base somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he had the biggest forehead in the history of major yeah, baseball. I mean, that head was humongous. Do you think they had to specially make his batting helmets? Yes. He was a human bobblehead. I don't know how uh, it happened. I need to see a bobblehead of Polanco now. Do they? Do they exist? Yeah, I well, I have one from the uh, that the stadium gave away. Does it continually tip over? I, you would think so. It doesn't look much like him. <laughs> All right. Next one. Uh, let's go 2006. Next one! The Pirates. We got from the Pirates. We traded Brian Rogers to the Pirates for the mayor, Sean Casey. Okay, Brian Rogers. I don't remember that name. Okay, and we, I don't either. Sean Casey, the mayor. Oh, yeah, Mr. Slowpoke. Got thrown out at first base. The most lumbering man I've ever seen play baseball. Uh, There's not many people that I would challenge to a uh, race. Uh, Sean Casey is number one on the list. Yeah. Every time he ran, it was like, (laughs) good guy, great hitter, really good hitter, 300 hitter. Um, I think he works for Major League, uh, the MLB Network now. I'm not sure. Yeah, he did for a while. Yeah, good guy. Uh, really good uh, uh, dugout guy to have on the team. 2006 with the Evil Empire Yankees, we traded Humberto Sanchez, Anthony Claggett, Kevin Whalen. Have you ever heard of these people? Whalen, I have, yes. Okay. 4 1. Who? Gary Sheffield. Oh, Mr. Crazy, crazy Batting Stance, man. Uh, also. For some reason, my mind believes that he had a weird baseball card that was uh, the rage back in the day. I can't place it. Ooh, maybe. But, uh, yeah, Gary Sheffield was uh, – that was a big pickup. It was. I maybe was never – Maybe one of the bigger – maybe only bigger – only less big than the Rodriguez pickup to that point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, Gary Sheffield, I was never a big fan. Yeah, he was very uh, he was polarizing within the Tiger fandom. Yeah, when when we got him, I was like, well, I guess I'll have to be a fan of his now. And then he uh, started playing, and I'm like, well, no, I don't. <laughs> no, he, I don't. He wasn't. We didn't get great Sheffield. Uh, we got good Sheffield. Um, yeah, but that's about it. I mean, he he provided some spark here and there, but for the most part, it was a, a forgetful stint. 2007, a year that will live in infamy. We got one Edgar Renteria from the Braves, which I thought was going to be a game changer. Yeah, I don't even re- I don't think he even did anything for us, did he? Did Not he? really. Now, how long did we have him for? We didn't have him for a whole season, did we? He, yeah, I think he was around really? for a couple of years. Yeah. A couple years. I think so. A couple. I'm pretty sure. He he Man, was like he must have been horrible. He was highly, he was really good. So I was excited that he was coming to the Tigers. I thought he was going to be a difference maker. Well, going over, when you go over this list, like we, we should post this list somewhere. 
And oh. the, the common theme is when we'd go out and get big time players, yeah. for the most part, they never, ever did a fucking thing for us. Oh, I guess I lied. He was only with the Tigers for one year. Okay. But this, but this was coming off a year in which he batted 332. And he certainly did, he did for us. 270. Well, I guess that's, that's decent. Yeah. We probably paid him a lot of money for that 270 batting average. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and now the trade that'll live in infamy is like one of the best trades ever, I fucking okay. think. Okay. Andrew Miller, Burke Badenhop, Cameron Mabin, Dallas Traherne, Mike Rabello, Alejo de la Cruz. <laughs> for one, Miguel Cabrera and Tantrell Willis. Yes. Yeah. And I, 2008, is that what you said? 2007. 2007. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I wish we hadn't had to put Mabin in with that. I often wonder what Cameron Mabin's career would have been had he stayed within the Tigers organization. Because Do you remember that, the reports of him when he was the he next was, coming. He was the next coming. Yeah, they were comparing him to Ken Griffey Jr. His first hit in Major League Baseball was <laughs> a home run off of Roger uh, Clemens. Roger Clemens. Next at bat, Clemens hit him in the ass yep. with a fastball. Yep. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I do too because I, he hit that home run off Roger Clemens. It was a center the, field shot, wasn't it? Yes, he went to the dugout and he was smiling and he had these <laughs> big braces on him, like yeah. holy shit. He was this, he was a super young dude. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I just I think he would have had. Well, we wouldn't have probably gotten Curtis Granderson, or was Granderson with us at that time? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, but he would have been a spark plug on that team. And then he put like uh, Cabrera with him and, you know, all the other players that were around that at that time. I think he would have had just, just a great career. He had the speed. He was so fast. Yeah, Granderson was with the Tigers then. He was, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I swear Mabin had an inside-the-park home run at that point with the Tigers as well. And I just remember seeing him run the bases and I was like, I've never seen anyone this fast on the tiger scene ever. Yeah. I mean, ironically he's been back twice. Already. Yeah. And the, the, this last time was kind of a bust. Yeah. But the, the previous time he was a spark plug for the team. He was, he was, he generated so much offense and I, man, that career should have been better than what it was. Not that he didn't have a great career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in the league for 13 years. So obviously he's, He's done some things, but man, what could have been that that's one of the big losses right there. Him and Gabe Kapler, those two guys probably were hall of fame players, but for some, for whatever reasons, it just didn't work for him. Also speaking of what could have been Dontrell Willis, I loved Dontrell Willis and was so excited. He was coming along with Miguel Cabrera. What happened to him? They started, he was a 20 game winner with the, the Marlins. Yeah, he was a yeah. runner-up for the Cy Young that year. Yeah, he was left-hander. Only one, yeah, only one year removed from that. What could happened hit. was he could hit too. Yeah, yeah. What happened was the Tigers decided his uh, mechanics were off, and they started tinkering with it. And I don't know. He also had some anxiety issues, I think, yeah. at some point. Yeah, we had him and Dimitri Young at the same time, and and Young was suffering from. Uh, help me out here. Blood sugar, uh, what is what is that disease? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so that 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 uh, manipulated his behaviors and his attitude. And there was a couple instances where he was like outside of the ballpark, like all crazy and shit. Do you remember that? Kind of vaguely. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember the exact details, and I won't go too far into it. But uh, yeah, so we had Dimitri, we had Dontrell, and they were both like crazy <laughs> so yeah um, but it wasn't wasn't dimitri like barely playing these in those days yeah i think they, they had to eventually sit him down because his weight was was blowing up too if i remember right i mean we're talking a long time ago but i, I feel like he got really unhealthy yeah and he was having seizures i think maybe even yeah let's see let's see okay yeah he played uh Okay, he was with the Tigers in 2006, and then in 2007, he was with the Nationals. 
Oh, we only had them that long? Uh, from 2002 to 2006, he played, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he, he, he contributed when yeah. he was healthy, uh, but he, he seemed to be more, and not because he wanted to be, but I, I think he became a cancer in the in the dugout more than anything. Yeah, that well, and that would be why we got Sean Casey in 2006, because Sean Casey was definitely playing first base in those playoff yep. games. Yep, for sure. And, I mean, Miguel Cabrera, one of the best to ever do it. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think sometimes we forget or take for granted how great Miguel Cabrera has been. And it's it's great. I, I was thinking about it tonight, actually watching – that last that last sacrifice fly that was a, a grand slam in any other park in in Major League Baseball, and he stopped after the guy caught it, and he would just looked up to the sky and was like, "What the fuck?" Hmm. And, and 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 I think game by game he's coming, you know, to the sad realization that it's just you know it's coming to an end. Yeah, and, and we sit here and we th- we watch and we think he's gonna pull it out, you know. And and man, I I literally screamed, "God damn it!" out loud, as loud as I could. And I, I'm surprised the neighbors didn't call the cops. But <laughs> but you know, it, it's sad to see. But we also have to you know realize that man, what a career we got to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's do Mickey watch right now. He. Last night, as of this recording, he had number 496 and 497. Yep. Man, yeah. was that fun to watch. And then he had two more hits tonight, I believe. Yep. So now he's he's at 59 hits away from 3,000. And, I mean, after those home runs last night, I mean, obviously the crowd went apeshit, but mm-hmm. the dugout just eats it all up, too, oh, at this yeah, point. Oh, that, yeah, that, that spurs the, the team on as well. Yeah. And, and he's he's climbed from a sub 200 batting average all the way up to 251 at this point, which is pretty 51 impressive. 51 points is crazy, or 60, 60 points is crazy. Yeah. Especially when he has no speed whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So everything yep. that he hits, he has to hit hard. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. I was fortunate enough to watch him hit number 299 and 300 home runs years ago. Nice. In July 2012 i remember because i had just lost my job of 13 years and uh a bunch of family members and friends got together there was like 40 of us or whatever and i had i mean this was the first time i had weekends off in forever so we went to the ballpark against the white Sox, and going into the weekend he had hit 297 or he had hit 298 i should say and i was like oh man i wish he would have hit 299 because then we might be able to see (laughs) 300 and then like right off the bat he hits 299 we go crazy didn't think he would hit 300 but he did and it was awesome that's awesome now do how how many home runs does he have with the tigers of the uh 497 that he has hmm good question i don't know don't know off the top of that okay um yeah it's crazy uh, do we have any more trades that you wanted to talk about? Um, how about 2009 three-way tra- trade Yankees and Diamondbacks? Oh, I know this. Maybe yeah, this we, is this the one that brought us the uh, weird-eyed guy? Yeah, I mean, we traded Curtis Granderson, a great man for the community. Oh, amazing dude. Yep. But we ended up in the process getting Phil Coke. Austin Jackson, Max Scherzer, and Daniel Schlereth. Jesus, man, that is a crazy amount of talent for yeah. Curtis Granderson. Well, it was Curtis. Gr- okay, Curtis Granderson and Edwin Jackson, basically, based on the way the three-way went. Uh, and so Curtis went to the Yankees. Yeah, and Edwin Jackson went to the Diamondbacks. And then the Padres and the White Sox and the Cardinals. The dude. <laughs> That dude has played for like 19 teams in 20 years. Yeah. And I don't understand it because he was a decent pitcher with the Tigers. I think he won like 10 games. Yeah. So there's something about him like in the dugout that people do not want to be around or something. That's got to be it. I don't know. 
he threw a, a no hitter that was like one of the worst no hitters I've ever seen. <laughs> eight just, walks, eight walks, three. Yeah, years. there was so many walks, and he had his pitch count was ungodly. It was <laughs> I'm like, just take him out. He's gonna blow out an arm. He's gonna hurt himself. And yeah. the manager's like, yeah, that's what we're hoping. He keeps coming back. I uh, mean, Phil when you Coke, see a pitcher, when you see a pitcher throw a no hitter and he has like six walks, do you even consider it a no hitter? Not really. It kind of cheapens I, it. Yeah. I don't. I, it happened this year. Uh, I can't remember what who the pitcher was, but he had like six walks, and I was like, okay. So the hitters didn't know what the fuck he was throwing half the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were scared or something. That's why they didn't get any hits. They didn't know where the ball was going half the time. Yeah. Um, Max Scherzer, another Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I don't. So you sit back and you look at what the Tigers had in the rotation. They had Verlander, Scherzer, Porcello, um, Fister, and then. Well, they had Price that one year, too. Yeah, Price. And then they had the dude that went over to Atlanta and reinvented himself. Anibal Sanchez? Yeah, Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh, how do you not win multiple world championships with a, a team like that? You know, I don't know. It, it, that year they lost to the Red Sox, and Torrey Hunter went flying oh, over the outfield geez, wall. I don't, I, was, I don't know if I've ever been more mad at a fucking moment in baseball than that moment. Yeah, it's awful. Because, one, everyone was laughing at him. Yeah. All he was trying to do was make a fucking play for his team. Yeah. I I heard him talk about that, like, years later, and he said that he gets sour anytime anyone brings it up because he was legitimately hurt from that for months afterwards. Sure, yeah, I, I can only imagine. But to laugh at a guy, like, I, I get why Prince Fielder is laughed at from running past third base and having to crawl back. I get that. But Torrey Hunter was trying to fucking catch a ball to save a game. And if he would have caught that ball, he would be legend. Mm -hmm. But because I think it was uh, Ortiz, right? Ortiz hit it? I believe so, yeah. Because Ortiz hit it, you know, it's it's a joke. Whatever. You know, I'm with Hunter on that one. That one pisses me off so badly. Mm -hmm. The thing about that series, though, is like, the Red Sox really couldn't hit any of the pitching except in key moments. They were squeaking across runs here and there. They were hitting it when they, they, when they really needed to or whatever. Yeah. And the Tigers couldn't do shit. Almost like the game's fixed, right? Is that what we're trying to say? <laughs> I'm going to say it's fixed. Yeah. It's fucking totally fixed. Yes. Especially if the Yankees win this year. I mean, the, the game of baseball has sticky stuff all over it. <laughs> the, the the one thing that I, I really noticed about the trade deadline this year is no one really seemed to want to do any business with the Astros. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Interesting, right? No, the Seattle was dumb enough to do so. They uh, Oh, did they? Did they, they traded, trade like, all their best relievers, and uh, the fan base was Wait, pissed why? Off. Seattle's in the hunt. Exactly. The the Seattle's the, the, the Seattle fuck? fan base was pissed off. And the ge- general manager said, "Well, they're they're in buy and sell mode right now." What does Why? that even fucking mean? Oh yeah, what is buy and sell? They're selling off so they can buy next year? I mean, I yes. guess I understand that. And you know, I guess you know, if I really think about it, if if I'm looking at it in a, in a realistic view, Boston in Houston are the teams that are probably going to end up, you know, in the championship. And if that's what they're thinking is we can't really better ourselves this season to get there with what's available and what we, what we have. Yeah. I get, I guess I get that. Like, like St. Louis, St. Louis didn't do anything. They, they picked up Lester because yeah. you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to beat Los Angeles or San Diego or San Francisco so why mortgage anything? Why why send anything of our future right now? Let's just call this what it is. We're just going through the motions for this for this season, and then we'll see what we can get up, you know, pick up on the off season. I, I guess I understand that. Um, let's go back to Daniel Norris, who is really an eccentric eccentric dude, right? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, I remember when he came to the Tigers, and much was made of. 
the lived fact in the, that living in a van. He lived in a van down by the river, and yeah. he would take excursions into the woods. And the tigers were like, "You're probably not going to be able to do that anymore." We already lost Zumaya with his PlayStation, so maybe just don't do that anymore. I just remember a picture taken of taken of him when we got him, and he was by his van, and he was shirtless, and he was like ripped as all could be. Oh, dude, the fucker is a beast. And he had this big beard, and I'm like, this dude is like just a big hippie. Like nothing gets mm-hmm. to him. He's just so I I had a little chuckle, and I I want to ask you Dennis because you're a wise wise man what this okay. means on his Instagram page today Miguel Cabrera posted a picture of <laughs> him standing with Daniel Norris with the caption good luck my brother I'm going to miss you but I'm going to miss the coffee more please leave me the coffee pot <laughs> what does this mean yeah I saw they, they, they actually talked about that on the telecast tonight and I think I, I, all I can think of is that norris makes a mean cup of coffee i, I guess like he makes some hippie coffee He's got yeah some, maybe some mushroom coffee yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> and maybe that's why miguel's been hitting so well this past season <laughs> right Dan, danny sits down and says okay you're gonna hit the middle the middle ball okay not the one on the right or the left you just swing for the, the middle ball yeah uh Four hours before the trade deadline, John Paul Morosi said that the Tigers weren't in any active talks on a Jonathan Scope deal. Did that surprise you at all? No, not at all. Like, like I think we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. I just, like, Scope is having a hell of a season. I think he's 17 home runs and, like, 270 batting average or whatever. But there wasn't any place for him to go because the, all the main teams were set in his positions, I think. I don't know. I, I wasn't surprised at all. What I was surprised with was Fulmer was being talked about as a mm-hmm. as a trade candidate as well, and he's been in on the injured reserve list for up until the last week. So that yeah. kind of that kind of surprised me. Yeah, there was some chatter about Jose Cisnero as well. Both of oh, those okay. names kind of Fulmer especially. I think we really fucking um, jinxed the uh, starting pitcher for the Tigers, uh, Willie Peralta. Because mm-hmm. I said that if he keeps pitching the way he's been pitching, he would be a trade candidate. And boy, has he just shit the bed. He's like, I'm not going nowhere. I won't go anywhere. And he gave up like 55 runs against the Twins the other day. What was that game, Randy? 17 to 14. Now, the Tigers went up 10 to nothing against the Twins. And everyone was, you know, popping champagne and... There was orgies in the bathroom, and then they gave up six runs, and I seen people post, I will not watch another Tigers game again. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, hold on, calm down. We're still winning by four runs. Yeah. When did this become a thing where other teams couldn't score against us? We're up 10 to 4. It ended up, or 10 to 6, ended up being a 17 to 14 game, a fun game. Why Why doesn't anybody want to have fun anymore? I don't know. It's one of those ugly games. There's always ugly games every year. It's just one of those. It's going to happen. This was a historically ugly game, though. Um, It's the first time a team has beat another team that's hit seven home runs against. Oh, wow. And two catchers hit grand slams in that game. Yeah, good old Larry Koss. Yeah, so historically ugly game. I thought it was fun. Um it's not good for the bullpen, for sure, but, you know, whatever. Neither, yeah, whatever. Of these, neither one of these teams are going to the playoffs. It was just one of those – I don't know if Major League Baseball was testing out a new baseball now, <laughs> you know, a, a more juiced-up baseball now that the pitchers can't cheat anymore. I don't know. But uh, the balls were sailing. The Tigers had, like, ten doubles and a couple triples. Uh, Minnesota hit t- seven home runs. The pitchers all just wanted to go home. But uh, uh, going back to Miguel, Miguel Cabrera for really quick, uh, he's got he's at 497 home runs. Dude has 591 doubles. Yeah, that's crazy. 591 doubles. That's yeah, that is crazy. Uh, do you do you think at this point that Scope gets signed to a an extension? I think they almost have to sign him to an extension or people are going to bitch. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Because if you weren't going to re-sign him, they have to trade him. Yeah. I mean, he's 29. He's still young. He seems to, like, legitimately love playing for the Tigers. Yeah. And, and I, I could see him being uh, the player that takes over the leadership role when Cabrera retires. And all all signs are pointing that Cabrera will retire if he reaches his goals this year. Oh, really? So, yeah. Like, if he gets the 500, 3,000, a lot of people are saying that he said that he's done. Ooh, that's crazy. I never, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like official, official, but a lot of people have said that behind the scenes, he's just trying to push to get out, you know, to be done. Oh, that's sad because he still has fun playing. I would like to know if it is, you know, I would like for him to comment about it. Like, if I reach my goals, I'm done. That way we can really enjoy the last month or two. But yeah. Also, he doesn't want to put all that pressure on himself either or take away attention from the team. And, and I think he's done a, a great job of not doing that as well. Yeah. Oh, man. That'll be sad. It'll be we'll a be sad, sad day when he retires. I know he's, he's not. He'll be the last great Tiger that we will see in our time. Like, Mize has great potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Scoobal has great potential. Manning has great potential. Um, but – it's going to be 20 years down the line before we know if those guys turned out to be who they were. And then in 20 years, I'll be 65 and I won't remember, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. This, this is not my generation's team I'm watching and I, I I'm rooting, but it's not my generation's team anymore. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's plenty of fans tuning in now that are like, God, this Cabrera sucks. (laughs) Get him off the field. What's he ever done? He sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully I, I'm old enough that I, I, I'm able to follow uh, Mize's career, you know. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the next five years? Yeah. Uh, speaking of being old enough to follow careers, what about Reese Olsen, who we got for Daniel Norris? You said you were reading up on him. I didn't yeah, see a whole lot. Yeah, Everything that I've read about him, and, and, you know, you have to take it with a little grain of salt because every scout sees something different. Every expert sees something different. Uh, I like his numbers. So this so this year, he's pitching in uh, single A uh, as a starter, which I don't think he'll continue as a starter based on his—this is a weird thing. This is just my opinion. Based on his body shape, I don't think he's a starter— like, I think he'll end up, like, middle relief, two, three innings a game. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of, do you remember, and I could be totally off on this this observation, but he reminds me of more of, like, a Paul Gibson-type pitcher. Uh, he, has a, he, he has a strong arm. He's averaging, like, 10 strikeouts per nine innings. They said that he picked up like seven or eight miles an hour on his fastball during the, uh, like the, the COVID season. Okay. Um, and, it, but the thing that really excites me is that they say that he has a bunch of secondary pitches that are better than his fastball. He's got a slider, a, a power changeup, uh, and he's working on a curveball. Uh, they also said though, the problem with him is he's got a uh, visually violent delivery, which I remember when they said that about Scherzer, so that kind of excited me as well. <laughs> but it also scares me because Scherzer got lucky. Yeah. This this guy is a couple years removed from high school. I think he's 20, I, 20 or 21. Okay. So they're doing what the Tigers of uh, 2006 to 2010 did. They're stocking up on power arms again, which, yes. which is smart. And I think Avila learned that from Dombrowski. So – I think he's using some of what Dombrowski did back in the day. He's using kind of that manual a little bit, but he's also being a little bit, a little bit different and signing, you know, players outside of that box. It's, it's interesting. How would you grade the uh, Al Avila post Dombrowski era? Do you think he's been doing a good job? That's the problem with uh, you can't, you can't grade him right now because the moves that he's made two or three years ago won't take shape for another couple of years. Well, I mean, I, asked, I could say right, I could say right now that I'm sick of losing games. But yeah. That's not fair to Avila right now. 
if they win a world championship in two years, I'm going to change my mind. I'm just like, Avila was a fucking genius. You guys were all fucking jumping off the bandwagon. Yeah. I, I mean, think this year he's done a great job. People been he's saying he's he, Joe Blow Tiger fan been saying he's been doing an awful job. And I, mean, I was I, one of those guys. I, I was yeah. doing it this year when, you know, when you go nine and 23 or nine and 17 or whatever they did in April, it's easy to be like fucking Avila. You fire Hinch. He's a goddamn cheater. <laughs> you got nobody that can hit. Why? What is Akil Badu doing on the team? Yeah. Fast forward. It's a whole different story. And that's the problem with making comments like that, you know, in, in April. But we all do it because uh, baseball is an emotional sport. And if you care about the team, you're going to be emotional about every game. That's mm-hmm. why it's, that's why I have to walk away from it from time to time. You know, like I have to take a day or two off because it's emotional. Yeah, it is. It really is, especially if it's something you've been following your entire life. Yeah, exactly. If you, you've been following your entire life, it's, it's no different than someone who watches – soap operas and i hate to use that that uh that uh description but you learn to have relationships with these players that you're watching on tv that you're ne- you've never met before yeah but you still you still pull for them and and some of them you hate for whatever reasons like i hated pat sheridan back in the day i don't know why but i still hate pat sheridan of the detroit tigers from 1984 why i no idea. But every time he came up to the plate, I fucking was like, eh, Pat Sheridan. This fucking yeah. lanky, skinny dumbass. He can't hit. But, yeah, it's an emotional sport. And what I what we say about Al Avila yesterday maybe doesn't really it, – maybe it's not what we really feel. We just said it because you get sick of losing sometimes. Yeah, it's hard to argue with how well the team has been playing this year and – you got to give some of that credit to good old Al there. Yeah, I mean, he came up with the idea of giving uh, Badu the, the 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 time on the on the, on the team. Uh, that's a roster spot that he he was, you know, he had to keep keep him on there, or he'd lose him. So I mean, that's giving up one spot. Where did Haas come from? Where did Jake Rogers come from? Uh, Jake Rogers came from the Verlander trade. Okay. Now, was he always a prospect, though? Like, was he always a coveted prospect? No. no Did he I always have so. that mustache? <laughs> no, he didn't have that either. I That's would like what... for us to do some research and to see if his career started to escalate in in awesomeness when he stopped shaving that mustache. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he draws all of his Batador status from that that mighty mustache. There's a comedian on YouTube. Oh, man, what is his name? But he looks just like Jake Rogers, or Jake Rogers looks just like him with the mustache and shit. Maybe Jake Rogers has a night gig. Whoa, you just blew my mind. I know. Here's one thing to consider, too. Like, I mean, L might have an eye for talent. He was the one that picked up, up J.D. Martinez off the scrap heap when nobody gave a shit. Kind of the same situation as Badu. Yeah. And now look at J.D. I'm not saying shut up, people. I'm not saying Akil Badu is going to be J.D. Martinez-esque. But... Well, he can't. He's black, and J.D.'s not. Oh, man. Plus, J.D.'s a right-handed hitter, and Badu is a left-hander. You know what I mean, Dennis. Oh, J. shit. Yeah, semantics, I guess, or whatever they call that. Oh, God. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I previous seasons... You can't. It's hard to say. I mean, because you're skewed by the the visual of the record, right? Mm-hmm. But but during that time, the players were all developing. It's the same thing as like a, a college football coach, right? Uh, say you take the the role of the the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Your next couple of seasons have nothing to do with what you what you've done as a coach. Yeah, in game mm-hmm. for sure. But the recruiting was done by someone else with a different vision. So yeah. you're playing with parts. You're playing with parts and pieces from someone else's vision. Your vision won't take place or take hold until year four, or year five. What year is Avila in right now? Uh, he's got to be in year four. Year four or five. Bingo. Yeah. 
So now we're going to start seeing what Avila had in his mind five years ago. And I don't know if he's been consistent in his thoughts and theories of how and philosophies of how the Tigers should be run. But now, after this season, now he becomes now he's on the block. Now, if the Tigers regress next year to back to where they were uh, in 2019, then you've got some problems. Yeah, yeah, you've got they've got to spend money in the off season. They That's absolutely got to do. Money. What they did today by not selling is t- told me and you and whoever sits down and watches a Tigers game. We think we're ready to make make the next step. Now I don't expect them to go out and buy and you know pick up five players or four players, maybe just one player. Yeah. Maybe just one player that you can afford right now. Wait for Cabrera's contract to go off the books. Then the next year you take another player. I, I I've said in the past like next year I expect them to be in the hunt for a wild card. Then the next year now we're talking playoff baseball. That's what I expect. You got some lofty expectations, sir. Third year World Series or I burn Comerica Park down. I'm sorry. I said it out loud. I was thinking it and then it just came out. I mean, you people heard it here. Save this tape. Rewind it back three years from now. You can't rewind a digital audio file. I can do whatever I want. How dare you, sir? Before we end this before we end episode two, let me ask you this question. Yeah, when, okay. you go to Com- when you go to Comerica Park or um, Dow Diamond or wherever you go to watch a baseball game, mm-hmm. what is your food go to? What is uh, I don't Do you just know. get a dog? Do you just get a dog and a beer? Yeah, I mean, you're not I a believe- fancy boy. I'm not a fancy boy. I think a dog and a beer is basically what I've had anytime I went to that ballpark. Uh, once in a while at that Comerica, I fuck around with some nachos. Okay. That's an uh, old fucking choice. Nachos yeah. at a baseball game, especially in the heat. Yeah. It's really a burden too. Cause you're holding this big tub of nachos and uh, plus you're hoping that the fucking camera doesn't go on you and you got nacho cheese all over your face. I mean, that would be my luck. Just shoving <laughs> chips in my face at a furious pace. For sure. Uh, I believe that. Hot dogs and beer were the the ending of my relationship with my ex. Uh, we went to uh, Dow Diamond. Mm-hmm. It was Dollar Dog and Dollar Beer Day. And her and me and her family, her grandparents were visiting from California. And I said, I'm going to do the nine, nine by nine by nine. And she said, what's the nine by nine by nine? And I said, you silly goose. It's, <laughs> it's nine hot dogs and nine beers and nine innings. And she said, no, you're not. Oh, no. my Lord. And I said, I'm going to do it. And I said, and nobody's going to stop me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> six innings in, I had six hot dogs and I had six beers. And everyone in the party at the uh, Dow Diamonds were sickened by my antics. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about a month later that we split up. There was probably other problems, you know, but that was the cap. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever tried the nine by nine by nine? I don't think I could do it. You don't think you could do it? That's a lot of. Hot I dog. think I think if we get to a certain amount of listens on this podcast, we live stream a nine by nine by nine. Okay, I mean, I'm down. But how many? How many do we? How many listens do we need to to do this? I don't know. Like, okay. Does it have to be overall or like? That's the other thing we have to we have to uh, decide the uh, terms of this. Is it just nine beers in nine innings and nine hot dogs in nine innings, or do you have to do it one by one innings? Now, officially, the nine by nine by nine is done one inning per or one per inning, or you know what I mean, like one beer, one hot dog per inning. Well, I mean, Uh, I think it's twelve ounce beers. It's twelve ounce beers. Okay. Um, so that's a can of beer, I guess. I would, yeah. I drink Natty Ice, so I'd have to switch to something a little bit less uh, alcohol intensive. I'd have to go to like a Miller Lite or something like that. Yes, yeah. Um, and then do we do buns or do we just do the hot dogs? You know, that's that's something that we have to discuss. Ooh. That's a conversation that we're going to have to sit down and, and, and discuss if this is what we're going to do. Okay, uh, let's go 5,000. <laughs> All right, so we're never gonna do this. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you toss out a number then. No, I like it. I mean, I I, I was gonna say a thousand, a thousand, okay. a thousand. But for per one episode, it doesn't. It's not a thousand accumulative. It has oh, to be okay. one thousand for one episode. Okay, I'm. I can get behind that then. Okay. Yeah. All yep. right. Uh, anything else that we want to we want to talk about before um, we we log off on this episode of Long Gone? No, I think we've said it all. Uh, let's just uh, so who do you okay? One last thing: who who is the winner of the uh, the trade deadline? Probably the Dodgers, I would say. The Dodgers, I would agree with that. I do. I I think Philadelphia uh, did some moves today that really shored up a lot of their problems, and they mm-hmm. went under the under the radar. They picked up Kyle Gibson and uh, Ian Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. Those are strong moves, very quiet moves. Um, I like those moves. And the losers for today, I think we already talked about that. Cubs and and the Nationals. Uh, more, more, more the fans than anything. But yeah, Twins pulled off a sneaky move where they traded Jose Barrios, Barrios, okay. to the Blue Jays, and they got the Blue Jays' top prospect, who happens to be the number two prospect in all of baseball, back. Who is his dad? <laughs> they seem to collect uh second uh generation players. Yeah. Uh Austin Martin Sr., of course. Austin Martin Sr. Those sons of bitches. Uh, you know. They love their second generations. <laughs> All right, this has been episode two of Long Gone. I had a great a great time as usual. Yeah, same. What a what a great thing. We should do it again sometime. We should. Maybe you know what? What are you doing next week? Oh, recording an episode of Long Gone. 